Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. You are listening to the Load Management Podcast. Why? I don't know. What up, everybody? It's your man, Chops. Brand new episode of Load Management Podcast, the premier and only complex sports podcast for your listening pleasure. We appreciate you joining us once again. Big show today. Want to welcome in my uh, my good buddies Adam Caparell and Zion. Uh, what's going on, fellas? How we doing today? We doing. Doing great, doing great. Let's keep it moving. So much energy, so much energy from you guys. Well, we have a lot of goddamn content with the podcast today. So let's 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 keep it moving, pal. Mm -hmm. Just like to say Yankees stink, and we're not talking about the Yankees Yankees are abysmal right now. Yeah, we can't we can't say shit about that. They have been god awful, atrocious. I will say that I started the show Friday Night Lights. That's the big development in my life, and I've been watching it. It's very good. So I'm very late, but it's very good. Yeah, I feel very proud of myself to. You know, I will say Tim Riggins is my favorite character. Everybody else kind of sucks. Coach Taylor's cool. Everybody else. Read the book, pal. Read the book. You're you're like 10 years late. Yeah. Oh, I'm 10 years. I'm a decade late to Friday Night Lights. Yes. But I'm enjoying the goddamn book. No, I'm not reading the book. Uh, As Adam said, we have a lot of pod content this week for you guys. Two interviews as we've been doing. Michael Vick up first, previewing the NFL. Then we have Trill Withers, Tyler I Am. You know him on Twitter. Hilarious Twitter guy talking NFL twitter nba with us very fun uh i do want to note second episode debuts this week thursday drops uh for nfl season that's going to be fan calls we want to hear from you on nfl and uh our nfl picks so get ready for that that's dropping this week but without further ado let's get to our michael vick interview right now all right this week's load management podcast we have the legendary Michael Vick, Fox Sports, Fox, you know, the Fox NFL pregame show. Mike, what's going on, man? Thank you for joining us. Hey, I'm doing good, man. Doing great. Can't complain. You know what? Um, you know, in these times, man, just to be with family, man, means everything. So, you know, that's what I'm hanging my head on. How y'all doing? Good, man. We appreciate you taking the time. Uh, obviously, the NFL season is here. Uh, I believe you're going into your third as an analyst. Is that correct? Right? It's my fourth season as an analyst. Fourth. So we got the four. Big fourth four. Year. So what – let me yeah. ask you this. I've seen – you You did a lot of interviews over the summer. You talked to Deshaun, Kyler, Patrick Mahomes, a lot of people. What's been, what's been the toughest adjustment to you kind of going into the media <clears throat> pundit side of things? Uh, that's a good question. That's a question that I haven't been asked uh, as of yet. Being on, being on the other side for so long – uh, being a guy with the microphone always in my face, um, always being asked the questions. Uh, now, you know, I'm more on the, on the journalist side. Um, <laughs> I'm asking the questions. I'm coming up with the storylines. I'm talking about what I see, think, or feel is a requirement um, or, or, or something that, you know, I'm paying attention to. You know, it comes out. Um, you know, so that was the biggest adjustment, you know, just – Understanding that, you know, I'm not the player anymore. Uh, I'm more so the personality and, and uh, 
you know, it, it's, it's a different feel. It's a totally different feel, but I, I, I embrace it. I enjoy it. And I like being able to be relatable. Um, I did an interview with Jacoby Brissett yesterday, and he said it was one of his best interviews yet. And that made me feel good because, uh, you know, I don't want to ever be a burden or, or make it stressful for a guy because I've been on the other side. Is, is there pressure for you guys to – in this hot take environment that we live in, do you feel that pressure that, that that former athletes sometimes have to like get these hot takes off? Yeah, it's pressure, but it's necessary. It's totally deemed necessary. I mean, if if we're in this position, um, you know, to call games, um, to call out uh, certain affairs or you know things that's going on in the sports world, um, that sometimes can be a carryover to the business world or the political world, we have to take on that role. Um, if you're in that seat, you know, you got the microphone in front of you, you, you got to be prepared to, you know, serve and deal with what's coming at you um, and, and do it in the right way, in the correct fashion. Um, I don't think you have to put any added pressure on yourself. Just, you know, believe in what you say. And, uh, you know, that's one of the biggest um, – things that I was told before I got into media, you know, by the person who hired me. It's just believing what you say. And uh, I, I, I stand by that. And that's words of encouragement to any um, player or professional athlete who wants to uh, become a broadcaster or analyst one day, believe in what you say. Quick message. So what's your biggest hot take before we see you on the Fox NFL kickoff show uh, next weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I give you the scoop. Okay, um, yeah, fire away. Let's hear the scoops. You know, I mean, look, man, I, I, I'm excited about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. Um, you know, they got Tom Brady and they got Gronkowski, and you know, it was just something was missing. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of Brian Brian Leftwich. You know, that's one of my boys. I'm a big fan of Bruce Arians, and uh, you know, I just feel like it's something good brewing in Tampa, man. It's a tough place to play. Let's start with that because I had to go against them um, year in and year out when I was in Atlanta. But, you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you got Leonard Fournette now. I mean, it's just a, a, a plethora of guys, Gronkowski, O.J. Howard, um, that thrived last season, you know, even with Jameis. And, and I think that Jameis made strides last year, but you know, I always said that, damn, if it was it's one piece missing, you know, not to say that Jameis wasn't the guy. I was just referencing if Jameis just cut down the turnovers. That's a that's a winning football team. And, uh, you know, I think if Tom Brady can do what he did last year, I think his touchdown interception ratio was 24 to 8, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Yep. Um, then, uh, yeah, we, we, we got a, a team that will be competing in the playoffs. Do you – I, every yeah, a lot of people are definitely high on the Bucks. Are you is last year like an anomaly for Tom Brady? Obviously, the stats were were good, as you said, twenty four eight. But down the stretch, he did look a little shaky. Though his surrounding weapons in New England were not up to par to what they usually were for the Patriots. Yeah, no, no disrespect to the New England Patriots, um, but I don't know who was on the field at receiver last year for the New England Patriots other than Julian Edelman. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever, everybody else uh, is like that also, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody else, I think they had a, a young receiver who was a rookie who was just, you know, 
Nikhil playing with Harry. Tom. Yeah. And yeah, Nikhil Harry playing with Tom and playing in that type of environment is high pressured anyway. So, uh, you know, I, I I don't know if Tom had the, the weapons um, to do anything, you know, coming down the stretch. You know, I know he did his best, man. And, and you know, I wasn't surprised. I was disappointed because, you know, I want nothing but success for Tom. And I love to see when he thrived. But it was a surreal moment. And, and it, the good thing about it, Tom realized that it was time for change. And Bill mm-hmm. Belichick realized it was time for change. And, you know, the, the great part about it is that both guys, Bill and Tom, get a fresh start. You know, new look team. Bill got Cam. Tom, you know, got the Bucks in general. And it's, it's going to be a great season, man. I'm, look, I'm excited. It's no, it can't be no failures this year, man. It's, it's all up, on one and up with um, for these teams, man, as they try to progress to the future. How, how do you think Cam's going to slide in there? Obviously, he was just named the official starter. I don't think that surprises anybody with, you know, the, the guys he was going up against that competition. Yeah. So what do you, Cam, what do you, what do you think in there in New England with Cam? Cam about to slide in and do some work. Uh, quiet is kept. I think now that he's been named the starter uh, a couple weeks ago, um, on one of the shows I, I referenced to uh, Josh McDaniels having Tim Tebow and going to the playoffs and, you know, it's nothing to, to pull out those old books and those old concepts and run them with Cam. You know, somebody who's uh, physically more gifted um, than, than a Tim Tebow. Uh, shout way, out to way Tim Tebow. Thro- that's my way boy. Way better thrower, too. Um, way <laughs> better thrower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. I mean, physically gifted. I mean, no, no one can deny that. Um, but, you know, now it's, it's a new system, new, new regimen, new look. And uh, they get to try something different, man. They get to try some things that, you know, I think all coaches want to try. They, you want to dabble and do other things that you see other teams doing, uh, which might make your playbook just a little more easier to run or, mm-hmm. or, or be consistently uh, successful in. So I'm excited to see that part. Can't wait to see what's going to happen. Cam is putting it. He can't put himself in a position where he can work his way into being a long-term guy for New England. There's no pressure to win Super Bowls. They got enough. If he get one in the future, that will be great. No, there's always pressure up there. They're always in a win-down mentality. Yeah. Don't, I, mean, it's, I mean, it's always pressure, you know, to win. But, you know, I, I, I won't put that pressure on Cam right now. You know, Cam can put that pressure on himself and the team. You know, that, that those are their own personal goals. I respect it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to put that pressure on Cam. I know it's, it's it's easy. If they make it, I wouldn't be surprised. Mike, one of my favorite things you do on Fox is your uh, your top seven kind of uh, of like positions you face type thing. So I want to ask you: yeah. we, we just ran our ranking of best quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks for the season. I'm wondering who are your top yeah. five. Uh, so I'll give you our top five, but I want to know your top five too. So our top five was Mahomes, Lamar. Russ, Aaron, and who was five, Adam? Drew Brees. Drew Brees at number five. So, Mike, what's your top five QBs going into this season? Well, should we do top seven with Mike? We could do top yeah, seven. Yeah, I think we should do top seven. Do top let's, seven. Do, yeah, let's, let's do, do top seven. seven. Let's, do I, let's do top yeah, seven. Yeah, everything I do revolves around seven. Let's um, do it. Top seven. So, 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 that, so that list was very accurate. I think you left out Deshaun Watson. He – well, yeah, we'll give you we'll give you the he, six and he, seven. So, so six Deshaun was Deshaun six, Watson, and, and then seven Roger. was. I agree Dak. with your I agree with your five hands down. Okay, yeah, yeah there we go. All five. right, pat on our back. That, that, no, that was that was perfect. That was amazing. Um, did y- y'all did that collectively, or 
Yeah, the, our complex okay. sports team. Yeah, that's what we did. All yeah. right, nice. Thank nice. you for the great co-sign, job. Mike. Great, great job on thank that. You, thank you. <laughs> Salute. But uh, so so Deshaun Watson. Okay. Uh, you have, definitely have to add to the mix, and then uh, we see, man. Just just give me a second to think on it because uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about production. I'm thinking about um. It gets a little. It gets a little tougher after it gets six. A little dicey, you know what I'm saying? I, I want to go. Uh, so, I'm gonna go so Dak our, Prescott, man. That was our Dak seven. Prescott. That was yeah, our I'm gonna go seven. Dak Prescott. Yeah, I'm gonna so, go Dak Prescott. And uh, we know, had this, this, we, this. we had Brady at ten, and that was a little controversial. People didn't love that. Well, well, you, you talking? You know, I mean, every quarterback has to go through a phase where he has to. Know, every year they got to consistently show that they have worked been in a, a position of worth talking about. Um, you know, last year that just wasn't the season for Tom. So, you know, yeah. obviously Tom has, you know, he has a lot to prove. Not not a lot to prove, but he wants to prove that he's still one of the top five quarterbacks in the league, or top three rather. And that's okay. That's okay. Um, but yeah, I got I got to throw Dak Prescott in the mix. Um, what? What what do you feel you know, about the Cowboys not paying Dak this summer? That was, to me, that was kind of mind boggling. Well, to me, he got paid. I, he did, um, but but the franchise—that's not a, like a commitment from them, you know. You, you know what's so great about the franchise tag? I mean, you get to go out and prove. I mean, it's the same thing. You get to go out and prove that you're worthy of, you know, being handed top dollar. Um, you know, it, it's no. You know, it's it's not it's nothing bad about being franchised, other than you feeling that personally they don't want to make a long term commitment to you. But at the end of the day, if you're getting paid top dollar with the you know top salaries are around the league with quarterbacks, then then you can't complain. Ball is in your hands every play. Um, you know, I, I know when I was in my fourth fifth season, I I wouldn't wanted it any other way. When I was with the Atlanta Falcons in 2004, they told me at the beginning of the season, if you go and play and play well, then we'll reward you with a contract mid-season. So what I did, I forgot about the contract and just started thinking about winning. Mm-hmm. I knew winning was the cure to everything. And, uh, you know, I, I focused on that. So that's probably what Dak will do. He got enough money to live the rest of his life with. Obviously, there's more to come. But now he get to go earn it, which is cool, too. But next year, he needs to be penciled in for a long-term deal for sure it's interesting you say that guys should enjoy playing on the franchise tag because we always hear guys like bitching and moaning that they don't want to be or at least we hear the 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 noise from the media and from agents who league it that they don't want to be on the franchise tag i mean jog my memory i don't think you ever played in the franchise tag but 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 it's kind of shocking yeah, I, for someone you know from of your stature say that you would actually like to play in the franchise tag you would like that pressure over the security of getting that long-term deal right i mean pressure in sports is What's an, it's a necessity. Mm-hmm. If you don't have any pressure to perform, then you, you don't even know what type of performance you're gonna get out of a guy or yourself. <laughs> so I, I think having more pressure on you makes you focus in better, makes you study harder, makes you prepare, and um, you know you kind of play with no fear. You know you, what you got to lose anyway. You know, um, but the greatness comes out of you. So you know the reason I say that is because. You know, if you think about the franchise tag, then, you know, if you play well, the next season you may have four suitors wait in line waiting to pay you top dollar. And you still have a chance to be, you know, with the team that you may love and not want to leave. 
can get them first steps, but you got other options. You know, the NFL is a business, and you know, just like any other, you know, corporate company, you got to perform. You know, and I, everybody understands that, and, and 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 that's what makes you, you know, bring out the best in yourself at times. So, you know, that that pressure is a good thing, man. I, I, if you ask all 32 quarterbacks if they feel pressure or nervousness going into a game, I can't think of one that might say they 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 not afraid to go out there and fail. That's pressure within itself. Yeah, they definitely put the ball in Dak's hands. He could really, really make them pay, you know, if he balls out again. Dak's Michael, a good quarterback. You got CeeDee Lamb. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they they have a loaded offense. There should be no excuses, I wouldn't think, for the Cowboys yeah. to make the playoffs Absolutely. this year. Absolutely. What do you think about them saying three wide receivers getting 1,000 yards? I kind of chuckled at that. I don't know about that one. <laughs> no, that's unreal. Not when you got uh, – <laughs> Not with Zeke not back you, there. Like, that's not yeah, possible. Not when you got Zeke, not when you got Zeke behind Dak. Um, Listen, ball control is going to be everything, and that's what Zeke does. Zeke is one of the best running backs in the National Football League, speed to power or, or, or power to speed, however you want to categorize it. Um, he's a guy that you want to lean on, and, and they got the offensive line to do it. Mm -hmm. um, they certainly got the coach to do it. Um, so that's what I'm excited about. I can't wait to watch the Dallas Cowboys and see how they transition um, from the offense last year. And there's a lot of guys out there learning and, and, and you know, running plays for the for the first time. Uh, so, you know, they had no preseason. So they just got to get right into it, man. But that's a good thing. Nobody's seen what anybody has been able to do or put on tape. You know, it's a fresh start. So the first four weeks would be very interesting. It, you brought up the business, Mike, um, of football and how it can be a little dirty. Um, want to bring up Aaron Rodgers because he could, you know, the, the Packers kind of did him dirty with the first round pick in the draft, and there's speculation that this could be his last season in Green Bay. So, what do you think? Do you think that we could be witnessing the final year of of Aaron Rodgers in a Packers uniform? We could be. I mean, I think um, more so than anyone, Aaron understands that, and Aaron's gonna play it for another four or five years. He'll be another Tom Brady, you know, 41, 42. Um, he take care of his body. He can he can move, um, and he's still a damn good quarterback. So, mm -hmm. I mean, look, it's going to be up to Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to play bad this year. He's not going to regress from last season. He still had a great season last year. Um, people try to downplay that, but you know, um, ball another another quarterback where the ball is in his court. Uh, any opportunities that come to him will be because of what he do this year. Um, I don't think they want to let him go out of Green Bay. I think they want to maximize as much as as they can. Um, Aaron, more than anyone knows, you know what it's like to you know have a guy in front of you and be his predecessor, and what that takes. So sometimes it could take a year or two. I mean, that's the that's the good good part that's been presented to Jordan Love. You know what I'm saying? The, the that presentation right there alone, you know, is is worth everything having the chance to sit back and watch Aaron Rodgers for a couple of years is not a bad thing definitely Mike I wanted to go back to the QB thing because as a black quarterback yourself you forged the way for a lot of guys so what's that mean what's that mean to you when you see like the consensus top three is three black quarterbacks and then you have Deshaun right there and Dak right there like what's that mean to you as someone who kind of forged the way uh I guess it's fair to say that they're doing it better than most um, you know, 
my style, the way I played was, it wasn't accepted. Uh, I was, I won't say it was, it was, the, it wasn't the norm in the beginning. Um, and I think it wasn't accepted because I think a lot of people thought that I would, I would uh, not last longevity wise. Um, and, and that was the case too. I started to feel that way. I started to read the comments and I started to question myself was, well, is this the way to play the game? Um, it's the only way I know how. It's how I grew up playing it. It's how I played in high school, college, and, and pro. And, you know, I think, you know, the younger generation, you know, Russ and Deshaun Watson, who used to be your ball boy in our training camp in Atlanta, um, you know, and Lamar, you know, they, they, they grew up watching. And, and, and they grew up watching guys like Cam Newton. Um, you know, they, they watched, uh, you know, probably Russ for a couple years. Uh, and, and they they pattern their games after after us, you know, after me and after Cam, and and it was a quicker way to move the chains, you know. Um, but I didn't, I never knew I was revolutionizing the position when I was doing it. I will say this, you know, those guys are are very well respected at the quarterback position, and it's because they do it the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, all those guys are physically fit, built to um, take on the the you know, the, the, the physical part of the game and maintain, you know, all of them are durable. I think, you know, all of them played all 16 games last season. You may have missed one or two amongst the three. You know, that's, you know, out of 48 games so, and plus the playoffs. So, you know, those guys are doing it at, at a high level, man, and, and maintaining, you know, the, the, the their stature as they do it. You know, um, the physical gifts are showing up and the training is definitely showing up. Yeah, and you Michael, mentor guys. Go ahead, Chops. Go ahead. My my bad. Just real quick, Michael. I had actually interviewed you back last year, and we talked about Lamar, and you and you talked about how Lamar. It's it's crazy how he he really doesn't get hit that much. Like he his his no, ability you know. to, his ability to to really get out of bounds and not take big hits is pretty remarkable yeah. for someone who who plays like he does. Yeah, and so does Patrick Mahomes. I mean, yeah, yeah. They they just don't. Uh, Russ don't really get hit, you know, unless he put himself in that situation, unless he's going for, for you know, third and three, and, and he, he's going for that extra yard. You know, most of those guys protect themselves and get down. Deshaun can get a little reckless sometimes and go for the big play. But, and, you know, and they don't change. They, they don't give Deshaun a great offensive line over there in Houston year to year. So oh, he's yeah. definitely. That's why he need to get, yeah, that's why he need to get paid top dollar because he's it, doing everything. Not, yeah. He, he's willing to seem to win every week and, and got him in the playoffs consistently. So, um, you know, good things are coming for Deshaun. But those guys, they, they don't – man, they don't really get hit. Lamar runs, he don't really get hit unless he he's really going for it. And, and you know, uh, it might be a third and ten and he's, you know, he's right there at the sticks and he got to go for it, man. You can't question the sacrifice. So, you know, it's just beautiful to watch these guys. It's like poetry in motion. I, maybe it was the way it looked when I did it, but – it, you know, I know they're move, they moving we, at a fast pace, but they we look can like confirm. poetry in motion. Michael, we can confirm that it did look like poetry in motion. When I, I The first NFL <laughs> game, the first NFL game I ever went to, Mike, I have family down in New Orleans. It had to have been like 2003 or four. I was young. Overtime game where you, you a big run to win the game, I, I believe. I don't know if you remember that one. It was in New Orleans. Yeah, um... 
He's got too many amazing moments. It may have been yeah, 2002. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it may have been 2002, but I just remember it, the one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Literally, all, like made me fall in love with the NFL watching you yeah. out there. Yeah, and you say it was a game against the New Orleans Saints. In New Orleans, and it was like an overtime game, I believe, and and I think you had a big run to win the game. Hey, look, it was it was the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, and I was playing against my cousin Aaron Brooks. Yep. Uh, yep. Who, who who never beat me, by the way. I always <laughs> got to throw that in. I always got to throw that in just for our whole little personal, our little personal. Uh, Hold it against clash him. amongst us. It was it was amazing battles against me and my cousin. Man, he was a great quarterback, tough to beat. Um, but yeah, I got lucky that day, man. Uh, I remember Dan Reeves, who I talked to a couple nights ago. Uh, he called me out of the, not out the blue, but Dan always just called to check in. So I just recently called, talked to him. But yeah, Dan called the quarterback draw at the right time, man. And he called it, and, and uh, I bust one up the middle. It was maybe like three minutes left in the game, but it was a clutch run. I remember. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, that was my first NFL game, and it was quite amazing. So yes, we can confirm that when you were playing, well, it it was poetry in motion, Michael. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, That's great to hear because, you know, I mean, it, it always looked just so fast-paced to me, man. Uh, <laughs> the game made it that way. The defense has made it that way where you had to play fast. Back, back to Lamar real quick because you talked about how these guys are kind of, you know, moving past everything. But Lamar does seem to still get those doubters, those Bill Polians who want to, you know, who who still don't vote for him on the all-pro type thing. Do you think that's what? What can he do to get past that? For or he's he never going to be able to get past that with everybody. Uh, I mean, consistently, um, take your team to the playoffs. Um, consistently, um, be the best version of Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. and uh, just see where you end up. You know, I, I think at some point one day he will. Um, playing the Super Bowl, you know, he'll have to battle uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes to get there um, every year. But but that's part of the challenge. You know, everybody had their duels. They're, you know, mine was Donovan McNabb. I couldn't get past Donovan mm-hmm. to get, you know, to the Super Bowl or get to the next round. You know, so everybody has a guy that you have to deal with. And, uh, he, you know, if he can conquer that mission and it's, you know, it's visible – Everybody sees it. Then there's nothing you can say about Lamar Jackson. So, um, you know, unfortunately, in the last two years in the playoffs, hasn't went well. But, you know, man, he got another 12 seasons to go. So I look forward to watching this guy. With you serving as a mentor to Lamar, do you guys talk more about on the field or off the field stuff? Uh, we talk more about off the field. I think on the field, like, I never really – honestly, I, I only – so I probably had two conversations with Lamar about what the game was going to be like. Mm-hmm. And I told him, just in the short, year one was going to be tough. Year two was going to be better. You're going to learn. The game's going to feel fast. Year two is going to feel like you've been doing it for years. And then you just build on that. I think those are the only real football conversations we had. You know, because when we was talking, he sounded like he understood what I was saying. And... You know, I'm not going to continue to beat a dead horse if I feel like this guy's understanding what I'm talking about. And he, uh, you know, he certainly went out and did it. He went out and did it. And, and everything, you know, we, we talked about football-wise, you know, has come true so far. 
you know, winning games in the playoffs, you know, that that's just – that's hit or miss. Um, but, you know, now it's, it's about consistency, and I think he'll understand that without anyone having to tell him. Um, you know, i got to continue to stack good performances, and, and you know, it's, the NFL is all about what have you done for me lately. So I, I don't – every player who plays in the National <laughs> Football League should never forget that that part. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get to some of the more than a vote stuff, because I do want to talk to you about that, I'm wondering, do you have one team that you think is going to be a surprise this year and then one team that you think could be a disappointment in the NFL? Uh, Feel free to to say my my Cleveland Browns if you want. (laughs) All right, so you you want a surprise team and a disappointment team. team? And the team you think might let 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 people down, yeah. Damn. But we know you love the Bucks. The Bucks yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah, you know, you know, I'm loving the Bucks. I'm loving the Bucks. I'm sending all praises that way. Um, let me see. Yeah, I have to say Cleveland, man. I'm to bounce back. Wait, strong as a surprise or a letdown? As a surprise team, uh, a there surprise we go. Team. Ooh, boo um, that, I don't think that I don't think they listen. Listen, I, honestly, I was just watching some stuff on on the Cleveland Browns this morning, um, just inside of their training camp, and everything needs to run through Odell. Odell is in his prime right now, and that needs to be taken advantage of. I think Kevin Stefanski, you know, you know that that um that coaching staff understand that. You know, I think things will slow down a little more for Baker. And, you know, he, he's been under a lot of scrutiny, and I think that's fueling his fire right now. But it'll fuel everybody fire. You know, you, you're really not the bad news Browns anymore. You know, and I, I don't think they're going to take that approach with Jarvis Landry. You know, I, I think they look at the game different. I think they feel like they can win. Um, there we go. I the love team that might let The team that might let people down, and I don't want to. I don't want them to because I play with them on Madden. <laughs> Um, the Tennessee Titans, man. I, 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 I don't, I don't. Why do you put the I, Titans I, I, on Madden? I, I, I don't, I don't know, man. Like that's a tough question because I don't, I don't, I don't like talking about. You don't like going. You know, I know how tough the, I know how tough the NFL is. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I, I know, like, it's not easy to win a game. So I mean, the Bucks can come out and go on to, you know, they they can go out and just, you know, tank the season. You never know. It's all about what you bring to the. On, on that Sunday, Monday or Thursday. But, yeah. Um, the the Titans. That's I don't, interesting. I don't really know, man. The the Titans. That's interesting. I think the consensus, which you're obviously not on, is I think some people are fading the Bucks a little bit. I think people aren't believing that Brady has it in them, which I don't agree with. I think that they're going to live up to the hype. Yeah, I will tell you what, man. Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> they're not going to be too good. No, they're, 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 they're in for that goal. Tank-a-thon. I mean, yeah, they're in tank-a-thon I mean, I mean, you, you know, like I, I got a lot of respect for that franchise, man, and you know, I love the city of Jacksonville. But what are you doing over there? Like they, they let <laughs> they let go of one of the best pass rushers. They wouldn't sign him. I mean, it's a, it's clear it's, it's they're in a total rebuild. But you know, I mean, they, they what I don't know what happened with Nick Foles last year. You know, they had a quarterback. It's like. <laughs> what in the world, you know? So I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot going on, man. It's, yeah, I, so I, I, I will say, you know, I mean, everybody pick on the Jaguars, so I'm gonna pick on them too. <laughs> there we go. Wait, wait, real so, quick, Mike, why do you play? <laughs> why do you play with the Titans on Madden? 
Oh, why do I play with the Titans yeah, on Madden? It's, like a, it's the most random play, team. I, like, I mean, do you love the ground and pound mentality? Like, what? Yeah, explain that. Explain that. Look, look, look. I, I play with the Titans because I know that the running game is extremely important in the game of football. You got to okay. establish a run. You're old school. You're and, old school. Yeah, most people can't stop the run. You know, whether it's on <laughs> look, whether it's on a football game or real life, you can't stop the run. You can't stop the run. You're gonna lose. Plain and simple. So you know, I I, I go ham with with Derrick Henry. That's... You know, I put him back there and let him run wild, and then I, I make plays with Tannehill, and 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 then I'm winning. That play action, P, pass, that play action fast, yeah. I was at yeah. last uh, in Chicago the opening game last last year. There was like a Madden thing, and I saw you play. You were very good at Madden. You were very very good at Madden. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I'm I'm, I'm decent, man. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I probably you... said I win like 85 percent of the games I play. That's a lot. Online or in person. That's a lot. Mike, before we get you out of here, the more than a vote stuff, because that's very important. Just talk yeah. us through that and what, you know, teaming with LeBron and everything that, with that and everything he's doing is just, you know, so amazing. So just kind of walk us through that in the listeners. Well, the more than a vote opportunity, when that came about, um, that exact cause and what they, you know, are trying to convey in their messages is what I was dealing with. I didn't know mm -hmm. I had uh you know the right to vote i thought i had um not really a severe amount of fines but just didn't meet the qualifications and the criteria to, to, to vote um you know i felt like because i had a felony on my um and i just kind of left it at that and then read up on lebron's initiative and what they was trying to do and realized that i do fit the criteria to vote uh so we reached out, they, you know, they was receptive. You know, they, they thought it would be a great opportunity. And, you know, now I got my voting rights restored. And uh, uh, over the last 12 years or since I came home from prison, I, I not having a, a chance to, to to vote was not, not just a hindrance, but not me setting an example for, you know, for my kids and, and my own right. Mm -hmm. um, and it was because I felt like the law wasn't going to allow me to do that. But I wanted to set the example for them. So you know, going through this whole process and them helping me get my voting rights back, man, was uh, I owe LeBron one for sure because they educated me. And I think education is, is the most important thing that I got out of it. Um, and I, I can educate others and help others get their voting rights back. That's amazing. It's it's legit an amazing thing that he's doing, and you know, paying those fines for for guys in Florida and like everything. It's really amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last one before we get you out of here. Super Bowl pick. You got one for us? Preseason Super Bowl pick. Um, I give you a preseason Super Bowl pick. Just right off the top, I got Kansas City Chiefs going back. Yeah. Um, and then you know, to somebody beat my, my Falcons on my Bucks. You know, that's Falcons, what it's going to be. No, get out of here. The Bucks. The Bucks. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. No way. Some hell no. Come on. I could have said, Phil said Philadelphia. Yep. <laughs> you know, I could have said Philly, but I got to pick one. Eh? I got to pick one NFC team right now. There you we know, go. So, you know, a lot of Bucks. You know, the Falcons could surprise you. Carson Wentz could show up. So, don't be surprised. But we won't be surprised. We'll give you the Eagles, but not the Falcons. Come on, man. <laughs> Mike, we hey, appreciate listen, it. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, man, awesome. so much. We appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. No doubt. Good stuff, fellas. All right. Ha yeah. Have a good one.
that was fun. Shout out to Michael Vick for joining us. Make sure you check him out on the Fox broadcast. Uh, I will say Zion, Adam, I am pretty excited that he said the Browns are going to be a surprise team. That brings me plenty of joy, especially since Zion is wearing a Lamar Jackson jersey. Zion's literally trying to get into my head, Adam. Zion's like literally trying to psych me out before this week one matchup. I want to say shout out to us because we nailed the top seven quarterbacks on our list, according to Michael Vick. So, shout out um, to me. Shout out to me and me Shout out to you. How has that a shout out to you, pal? I, I made were the you list. even in the ranking? Me? You didn't make yes, the list. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you I talking about? No, I was definitely in the meeting. What are you talking about? Are you smoking I, dust right now, pal? Are you? It was, it was a group dust. effort. I, I, would say, I would say I would say the top seven QBs in the NFL is a pretty easy thing to rank right now. It's after yeah. seven where it's less a mid, uh, the mid, the mid starts. Going. You're not wrong in that assertion, yeah. But we yeah. did again. We had Tom Brady at number ten, and Vic uh, gave us kudos for having him outside the top seven. So yeah. I think we did a good job with that list. Yeah. Speaking of things that aren't mid, uh, our next guest I'm really excited about. Uh, excited to have him. Uh, Trill Withers, Tyler, I am formerly of Barstool Sports, doing his own thing now. Uh, been wanting to have him on the pod for a while. We talked. A lot of stuff with them. NBA, NFL, Twitter in 2020 versus Twitter in 2012. Uh, Just really fun conversation. Uh, Tyler's got a lot going on, so let's get to that. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Huge shout out. We got a big guest on the pod this week. We have Trill Withers, Tyler I Am. You've definitely seen his tweets. He's on Patreon now. He's got a whole bunch of shit going on. Uh, some cool stuff with the NBA alumni uh, going on as well. Tyler, thank you for joining us. What's going on, man? Uh, what's up, man? Appreciate you guys. Thank you all for having me. Sure, we appreciate sure. you on this 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 Labor Day recording. My, uh, yes. uh, I always tell Adam, my old football, high school football coach used to always say we labor on Labor Day, and it was always the dumbest thing I've ever fucking heard. Well, you're uh, making us labor on Labor Day with yeah. this with this interview, but we'll, we'll let it slide. We'll let it slide. Man had a point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, I, I took it to heart years later. Tyler, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. Just trying to stay my ass inside and indoors for the most part. We, we were talking before we were before record about how crazy uh, your hometown of Atlanta is right now with all this COVID shit. Yeah, it, 
like the worst thing I can say is that it doesn't look like COVID is going on here, which is a problem <laughs> because it should look like COVID is going on here. But clubs open, you know. Yeah, the clubs never been more open. Dog. Like everybody in these streets. But I'm just like SpongeBob Mag- looking City. out the uh, window. Everybody having fun. That's me right now. But it is what it is. Magic City popping still somehow. Yeah, apparently. They got they got a little boost when Lou Will gave them all that press, you know. They don't need any press. Everyone knows what the, hey, everyone knows the deal with Magic. You'd be surprised. You'd be, goddamn press. You'd be surprised what that did for them. At least one hundred percent. He's right. Yeah. Their postmate numbers just went through the the roof. I'd imagine. Absolutely. Do they have Do they have takeout? Do they have delivery? They have takeout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lou Will's getting takeout. No, but sure. they stopped. The, yeah, takeout. Yeah, and then it turned into a, you know a little hour in the club. We've all been there. I do. Yeah, yeah. With a little <laughs> crickle dropping, ends up being a two-hour excursion. Yeah, who among us? Yeah. Tyler, how is the Patreon thing going? You have a couple. Of, you have the fun report. Is that the main pod? And then I just saw mm. the one you did with what cousin Stiz. Is that a different type show? What's that? What's going on with that? I, how are you right. feeling the independence? It's been cool so far, man. The the love, the support from people has been been amazing. Um, yeah, fun report. I do it once a week, just a podcast solo. And then I just started. It's called Session Sheesh, where I try. I get a guest. Sheesh. Yeah, they can. They join me on either their their choice of of sesh or sheesh, and we just talk about whatever. Uh, the first one with cousin Stiz just dropped. And we got it. I don't like doing wrestling moves on people in the club. We talked about the playoffs. We talked about can you even like can you even buy mid anymore? Like, do they even like make mid anymore? Like, it, it went a lot of places. <laughs> that's good. To, that's good to hear. It's definitely great to see you doing your thing. Um, obviously, you know the post barstool, Tyler. Um, I think were you surprised by that kind of support that you got from everybody? Because it seemed very. You know, a lot of uh, people, you know, going to bat for you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was definitely surprised because, again, it's one thing people show their support. Uh, it's a different when it's, it's them putting their money out and them putting their voice on it. Uh, and, again, people showed up overwhelmingly, and I'm, I'm thankful for that. So I guess we'll ask the question. I don't know how much you can say, but what the hell actually happened? Uh, it was just time <laughs> for me to move on. Okay. It was, it was, it was just time for me to move on. There's no... No beef over here. Like I still. There's no salacious uh, details that are going to be emerging in some tell-all later nah, on about what I, went down. No, not for me at least. <laughs> not for me. Um, but yeah, like I still talked to a good number of people. I was looking at pictures like Big Cat's kid the other day. Like it, it was just time for me to move on. I, I think. think it, oh, go ahead, Doc. Yeah, I guess I want to because I have this. I have this perception of bars. So I said I want to. I want to get to that side of it, but like. I'm just curious, me as a black man, what is it like kind of like working in that Barstool environment? Kind of give me like a different perspective because obviously I'm coming from the outside perspective. Mm. Uh, it was cool. And and like at the time I was brought in, like I, I, that's what I looked at as my job was to try to get more people that look like me to look at Barstool because they had a certain demographic, which like that's, I mean, that's how they got to where they are. But I mm-hmm. took it upon myself to try to expand that demographic. Um, I think I was able to do so. There was more, I know when I started, there was one other person of color there and myself. And when I left, there was 
I don't know, double digits, which doesn't seem like a lot, but as, as you probably know in this industry, like double digits in a place, especially with that yeah. uh, perception of the demographic is, is definitely a step in the right direction. So it was, had its ups and downs, any workplace, but it was, yeah. I, I felt like because there wasn't really a demographic for us, I was able to kind of like spread my wings there. Like it wasn't really uh okay, here, do this to get these kind of people. It was just like, do you, do you and the people then want to come rock with you will come rock with you i'm curious because obviously you were early on this on the podcast type thing as this industry grows where do you see the evolution going of the podcast game obviously you're doing a solo one now a couple of things mm -hmm. but where do you see I, I know button's been very vocal about you know ownership content creators i don't know if you listen to him but wh where do you see as a content creator kind of this space going and all these corporations mm -hmm. kind of trying to get into it you know as right. we speak on a complex podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it has been wild. Like I, I started a solo podcast in I think 2013. Everybody, the potato jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that was old school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, my mic was horrible. So uh, it sounded, I don't know why people even listen. That mic was so terrible, but I really don't know. I feel like it'll be a thing where, the next step I thought it was going to take where it would just be in people's cars instead of like radio. And that's kind of like, because you can plug your phone to your car. It bas it's basically already there. So I don't know where it goes. Like after this, I know people are going more visual. I feel like it was a time where like companies weren't giving any money on podcasts. And it was a time where they were only giving money to podcasts. And so I, it'll probably settle somewhere in the middle, but I don't know. It's been, just wild to see the the evolution of it. Yeah, but is the market too saturated? Like, are there too many goddamn podcasts now? There are, but I, I think with any and everything, the the cream will rise to the top. Like, it'll be it can be a hundred thousand of them, and if the one you do or the one you listen to is good, it'll attract its followings. It'll do whatever you're trying to do. No, that's very true, and I and I agree. Similar to that. Twitter has definitely changed in a lot of ways since I think all of us have kind of been on the platform. Tyler, for someone who like you, who is very prominent on the platform, have you liked the shift no. of, no. of 2020 <laughs> Twitter? <laughs> I mean, it's become more of a cesspool. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I was kidding. You said the evolution of 2020 Twitter, what just, do you mean? Just because it feels like so, everything feels so different. Maybe for better, for worse. I don't know. I I, I guess what you're trying to say is 2012 Twitter was different from 2020. Yeah, Twitter. I mean, I, and obviously yeah. it's going to change. The platform's going to change. But man, it feels, it feels like either you can't say what you probably want to say or you probably, should, you probably shouldn't say what you want to say. Well, it depends on who your employer is. Yeah, like that's... That's how this all this has ever worked. Even in 2012, even now, if you say something that might get you caught up, like that, that ain't cancel culture. That's you paying consequences. <laughs> that you know what I'm yeah. saying. That has nothing to do with 2020. Now, what was the thing in 2012? There was just, I don't, just a lot more things flew. Um, oh my goodness! I mean, when everyone had opinions on my own in their bio. Yeah, Dude, not even that, but people just used to say wild shit back then. People, yeah, and it some of it was, I mean, a good bit of it, 98% of it was just problem, like just stupid, uninformed. <laughs> and I, I like I say that I was one of them, like again, I was there too, so I, I'm not, this is not me sitting high and looking low. Um, so I think for a good 
like the change from 2012 to 2020, it's good that I think people, you're either getting more educated or you're getting forced mm -hmm. to get more educated or people will educate you. Like those are the yeah. options. Just for me, it's just, a, it's a different experience. Like when you have, when you starting off Twitter, like when you have like enough followers to like talk to people and interact and you can ask questions and get answers and you can watch the game with people. That's like the perfect limit. Now it's like, I, I can't tweet. I'm like, today's Monday and people be like, Tuesday's better. I didn't know you hated Wednesday. Why you don't fuck with Saturday? Like I, I didn't say any of that. So that, I, that's the part I don't enjoy, but. What do you, I know you're on Twitch a lot. Where, where, where do you see the Twitch revolution going? I'd say that, I honestly have no idea because I'm relatively new to that. Like I always thought you had to, like the only people on Twitch were like video, like elite level, like Ninja, you playing at the highest Fortnite level, whatever. Uh, but I didn't know people was on there just fucking around. And I was like, I can do that. <laughs> and so I, it's been, it's been cool. Like, I feel like this is like my nephew, his friends that age, like Twitch and YouTube is what they do. How old Play video they? games. Is it like his twelve teens? Yeah, yeah, that age. Yeah. yeah, in that range, and it's like that's just and on YouTube they're watching people play video games. So when they go live on Twitch, they're watching them live. Like that's just uh, they don't watch like live sports. I feel very old, but it's like they don't watch like TV shows and stuff. They just watch like streamers. Like that's, that's the nature. That's yeah, like that's gonna be their next wave or their wave now. <laughs> That's yeah, that's very crazy to me. And I think it's what these obviously the NBA ratings talk is like the talk of what everybody wants to talk about and how to get these young kids to watch. But literally you look at like a house of highlights game recap from a game and it has 5 million views. Like that might be mm -hmm. just how these kids are consuming the product, you know? Yeah. Listen, we got to edit, edit that out. We're not giving House of Highlights clout on here. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, a certain, a no certain yeah. uh, YouTube highlights, <laughs> but that's how, that's literally how they're, yeah. they're consuming the leagues. And, and like, why would think... they not, man? Like, why? <laughs> if I could just watch like eight minutes, it's like, this is every single bucket Jamal Murray scored last night. I'm like, this is sick. Like, I don't have to watch any of that game. I don't care if the Nuggets, like, you know, I'm I'm 10. I don't care who wins the conference final, unless it's my team. Yeah. But do they have teams? That's that's where it goes next. Do these, I don't, I'm not convinced that these, these young kids. I, they like players. Yeah. They And I, again, they have it figured out. I would, like, I was an Orlando Magic fan forever. It was a stupid move. I should have just stuck with players. I like them because of Shaq. I should have just stuck only with Shaq. You should just. You would have been had a very successful oh, fandom. Much happier. So they fit. Yeah, they just like, like Kyrie. Kid, like my, they love Kyrie, Steph, anybody who can dribble the ball really well. Yeah, well the NBA Jamal does Murray a is better a job than anybody else. Jamal Murray is so, like a lot of people's favorite players now, <laughs> after the bubble. I mean, he's oh. cooking, man. I, I love Jamal. That's you're saying before the bubble, but. That's another story. No, nah, true, true. All right. You've been at Jamal Murray's... Uh, no, nah, I don't think you right? know what I'm thinking about. That man was I hacked. I keep on it. Oh, God. <laughs> I talk about the sex tape. Come on. Yeah, the, oh, that man was hacked. Was he? <laughs> that's what he claims. That's what every That's what every celebrity sex tape... Yeah, Draymond was hacked, too, on Snapchat. Draymond uh, hey, yo, saved a lot of NBA players from no. I'm just saying, you didn't see any NBA players too. go on Snapchat after Draymond. He he paved the way of like, hey, let's not do dumb shit on that app. 
<laughs> Isn't that app all about dumb shit though? Adam, More or less. Snapchat. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So let's let's talk some NBA playoffs. We got NFL coming up too. Trill, what? Or Tyler, my bad. What What are your <laughs> thoughts on the NBA playoffs right now? Like, kind of what you're watching. I think the Bucks are the probably the big storyline. Everybody's trying. I feel like everybody has this Giannis slander ready to go, and it's like they're just waiting for the floodgates to open up. Yeah, I mean that's that's how it goes. Like it's not it's not all his fault. But again, you win back-to-back MVP, which I'm sure they'll announce soon. You win MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. These are the stakes. You're on the highest stakes, and you getting not only losing second round, but getting embarrassed. The Heat have like clearly been the better team. Clearly, whether he comes back or not. So, uh, I, I, it, is it slander if it's true? Like they should, they shouldn't be down this bad. This Heat team, like they're a good team, but. They were four seed in the East, like. And I'm still not sure. Jimmy's great. I, I still don't think he's a superstar. So, like, they're essentially playing without a top 10 player. I think that make it even better. Because I'll say this. I was I was on that, too. And I'll say that from this offseason or this uh, postseason. But he's showing me, man. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know if he can be, like, the number one on a championship. But that, I mean, that list is a handful of guys that's not a knock but if he can just like find a match a mismatch exploit it just dominate a higher seeded team if he and like they get to the conference finals who knows because Raptors Celtics is tied like I have no idea and the way they're playing now if they get if the heat gets some rest who knows I appreciate Chris Middleton saying hey I'm gonna try and get as least amount of slander as possible I'm gonna win this game by myself so people can't blame me for this shit listen he saved Giannis. No, no, no. He made it worse for Giannis. They should have lost yesterday. Because if they lose yesterday, no one has to say, oh, Giannis gets a pass because he got hurt. So no one's going to crack the jokes because, you know, it feel bad. Or, you know. Oh, nah. He would have gotten lost he in the news cycle over Labor Day weekend, too. He, he so it's got like them not jokes. as intense. He would have got them yeah. jokes, but it, 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 I don't think it would have been as worse. Like as if you just just ripped the bandaid off, yeah, you know? <laughs> I feel you. just took that. No, Chris Milton was like, "Look, I'm not getting, I'm not getting this heat. I'm gonna win this game, and then y'all go however you want to go." But it seems abundantly clear that Giannis is gonna have some sort of decision, and this shit's gonna get pretty loud, you know? Yeah, it. I mean, and get and rightfully so because okay, last year you're two games away from the finals. This year. You about to get gentlemen swept probably out of the second round, so you got one more year before he decides. But one year is kind of like no years now. Like do this you trade summer, him? Pro- do you trade him? Oof. If he says, it, like, if I get no commitment, or he says, if he basically the AD, it's like I'm not. What if he doesn't him. say anything though? What if he doesn't say anything either way? That's my thing, and that's where I wrestle. Any- if he doesn't say anything either way, I keep him because again, they'll they'll still be they'll be a very good team next year. They'll have some tweaks to make, but it's one more year. Like if they get swept out this year, but make the tweaks next year and win the championship next year, like would anybody be surprised? In that case, he's st- so if he doesn't say anything, I'm keeping him. I don't think they only can trading him if he says I like I will not resign here. That's I don't when think I trade you can. Him. I don't think you can keep Bud though. I feel like Bud's got to get got to go. Bud is I a terrible he, coach. Yeah. He, I won't say terrible. He just does not adjust, and the playoffs are all of, like he does everything. 
he's like, my game, like, if we play our game, we will win. And the playoffs is just not like that. <laughs> and he just will not, like, a, Giannis still guarding the, uh, Jay Crowder. Giannis <laughs> still playing 32 minutes a game when the season on the line. Like, I don't know. That that might be the. They have a personnel issue, though, make. in the playoffs. They need another playmaker. And even though uh, Milton had a great game four and showed up, and I think he's capable, they just don't have an elite playmaker to play alongside Giannis. And Giannis is, has the same goddamn two moves, bully ball. <laughs> and without the elite playmaker yeah. to kind of move the ball around a little bit further, it's like, I mean, yeah, Bucks are great regular season squad, but they've been flawed for the past two postseasons. So, I, I mean, it's kind of tough when Buttonholes are also got coach of the year votes. You, how do you fire him? You know, you you fire him. You just do it. What do you yeah, do? but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's not easy. Dwayne Casey won. It's not Dwayne. easy, but it's not easy losing second round after. And, I mean, and Dwayne Casey got fired after a very. Dwayne Casey got fired after a very similar situation. You Raptors were the one the seed, coach wrong. of the year, one seed, and then the Cavs swept him. My thing but, is, this is why I always. And got it was mad the about, right move, like for Nick yeah, Nurse, like yeah. that. That was an upgrade. It was the right move. This is why I always got mad about the Ty Loose Lander because. I, as, as a Cavs fan, mm. people got mm-hmm. mad about Ty in the regular season, and he was like, "I don't give a fuck about the regular season. We're gonna worry about the playoffs." Right. And he's a great, he's a great playoff coach. Bud is literally the complete opposite of Ty Lue, and the fact that whoa, 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 slow down. We're not gonna act like Ty Lue didn't have LeBron James. <laughs> like... well, hold on, let me say that people say that two people alive have coached LeBron James to a championship. One about to walk his way to the conference finals and the other is Ty Lue. Mm-hmm. So it's not like anybody's just coaching LeBron to a... That's and, Le- and LeBron gives Ty credit. LeBron gives Ty credit. It's not like... They, they fired Blatt mid-season to get Ty in there. Like... And they, it was the right move. Like, at the very least, I think... I hated Ty, David Blatt. I hated at the very David least, Blatt. Ty Lue is a fine coach. Like, yeah. I think it's five, It's probably five good coaches, five bad coaches, and I think the rest are fine. At the very least, Ty Lue is fine. Yeah. Adam, are you who are you take you 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 take bold news over Ty Lue? Fuck out of here, Adam. I don't put words in my mouth, pal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say this. They I, said had be, I just said it would be tough potentially to fire buttonholes. You're not you, mm-hmm. you guys aren't wrong for the fact that obviously the easiest way to do something drastic and, and switch shit up is get rid of buttonholes. But when you've had so much success and the Bucks haven't had this kind of regular regular season success since Cream fucking Abdul Jabbar was was <laughs> the franchise player. I mean, you, he has a little bit of cachet with the organization. Like, it, it's not going to be an easy decision to fire him, but what's the most logical thing to do? Yeah, get rid of buttonholes and get someone else who can who can switch and, and do things up a little bit differently. But you also have to upgrade the personnel. Giannis needs another playmaker. Well, they had him, though. They had Malcolm Brogdon. I know. Bro- they, yeah, I mean, he's not a elite level playmaker, but up. he is a better playmaker, yes. Well, that's what I'm saying. If he's, yeah. he can be elite, when he comes back and he's your third option off Giannis and Middleton, that's where I, like that's his ideal role. They did get a first-round pick out of that trade, though. That don't help him this series. I know it doesn't help right now. You know now. what I'm saying? That, that, that's one of those things. And also, like, Giannis don't give a fuck had, about that first-round pick. No, yeah. No. Kareem was there on, what, the 70? I think that's kind yeah. of the point. You might not have a talent <laughs> like this again for 40 years. I have to do everything The, bu- the Bucks are obscure Very true. as soon as Giannis leaves. They are an oh, yeah. obscure franchise. Yeah. So it's like we have, again, if he doesn't say anything and he walks, but we tried to, and we make it to the finals, whatever, next year, we try. You yeah, never so get a talent like this ever again. We on this podcast. Yeah, and I will give okay, Rich Paul. Rich Paul is a magician for getting Eric Bledsoe that max extension last year before Eric the playoffs. Eric Bledsoe, very good regular season player. It, it, not a very good that man. <laughs> not, not that not man. I was watching player. the game the other night. He's a good three. dude too. I like Bledsoe. He's a good dude, but not a playoff player. I, there, the Reggie was like, "It's Giannis time. He's got to go." And as soon as he said that, 
21 seconds on the shot clock, Eric Bledsoe tossed up a contested three-pointer and ripped it. <laughs> it just brand. sums the Bucks up. Uh, we all watched last night, I'm, I'm guessing. Is Russell Westbrook, is he finished? What this seems – Zion tried – Tyler, Zion tried to tell me the other day that Russell Westbrook was having his career, uh, career season. He was having one of the best seasons of his career, yes. It, regular season, for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. After they – was it when they moved Capella and went, like, yeah. five out? Yeah, absolutely. But this – I don't know. This series, I don't know if it's he's still hurt or – he just hasn't looked good. Like, But let's 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 shot hasn't this been shot. there. He, he's turning the ball he's... over. But Chops, looks, are you claiming that he's washed, or are you just saying that he's I, over for I, this playoffs? No, I honestly don't know what's wrong with him. He's not making passes he usually makes. He's he's turning the ball over, like Tyler said. He's driving to the lane. He's throwing passes at guys' ankles. Like I don't know. He just doesn't look good. I don't know. I think it's the, I like think defensively. He, they're going like LeBron is finding him and posting him up. Like I don't know if they see yeah. something, or if they, that's just like the weak link. But yeah, he's because we see him. He misses shots. That's not really the thing, yeah. but the he still passed the ball. He's still going 100 miles an hour and not throwing the ball that crazy. So, so I don't know what's going on. I hope he gets – I could see him – like, if he scores 40 points in game three, or four, like, it wouldn't surprise me. If he was just getting his bearings back. He was injured. He came back, what, late in the first round. So Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, they're giving him the Ben Simmons treatment. I mean, he's going to take that personally. He, he should. Yeah. He's going to take that personally. Well, make it's him shoot. Yeah, to, shoots 27% to, from three, so make him do that. It's hard not to imagine. Yeah. CP3 on this Rockets team might beat this Laker team in five, is my take. I, I don't know if they get this because him and Harden would be on fought each other. Uh, th- that's true. They would have they would have probably yeah, killed like each other by now. If you take away CP3 apparently and Harden wanting to kill each other, mm. basketball wise, I think it was just such a better fit. That's, I, I'll go you one further. If the Rockets just never do the Chris Paul trade in the first place, and the Rockets still have Lou Will, Harrell. And they just play the style they play now with Lou Will Harrell and all the picks they tra- or whatever they traded. I feel like they're much or at a at, at worst playing a similar style of ball now. Harrell is probably the, what the perfect center for the Dan Tony system. Yeah, if what they're trying to run because he's not big enough to where they would take him off the uh, off the floor. I do I did love when Tyson Chandler got in the game like a week ago and everybody just like he started trending immediately. Because everybody forgot. Because the first, yeah, first player was six everybody seven playing like three goddamn months for them. <laughs> everybody forgot Tyson Chandler was on the Rockets. Hey, PJ Tucker, one of the greatest Rockets centers of all time, looking like Hakeem and then PJ. Yeah, Hakeem, PJ Tucker. Yeah, that's not how it Those works. Those are the out. two. Yeah. Tyler, what else you seeing in the playoffs? What What else is catching your eye right now? I'm. Try- are the Lakers going to be able to score enough? Because it's Versu, like they've had... are, are, are your Nuggets? Can I call them your Nuggets? Are your Nuggets going next round? No, they're not. As much as I'd love to see it, they. <laughs> I think the Clippers just kind of take it man. over from here. Yeah, yeah. Like, who was oh, your you pick? got one game that was nice. But who was your pick entering the playoffs? Um, I'm entering the season and the playoffs was Lakers, and I, I've, I've stuck with that. I, yeah, I've just always thought in a series like on the court of the five players, they're either going to have the two best or two of the three best at worst. Hmm. Zion's and, ma- Zion got mad at me because I said AD wasn't built for this. I texted him that the other day, and he got and, mad at me. And yet he's averaging like 33 in this series. I don't say, yeah, AD, I think that's the thing. Like, we're going to see it now in AD. Like, the game two he had yesterday was exactly what he needed to show. Like, they, you're going to keep P.J. Tucker on me. I'm just going to shoot over. I'm just going to go through him. So, we gonna, like, can you do that, like, you know, four times over seven games? We're going to see. And then do it again. And then do it again. Like, you got to do it two more rounds. That's, that's what we see. 
who's the worst matchup for the Lakers in the East, do we think? Do they have a bad matchup? I feel like the Lakers might be in a position where the playoffs might get easier for them as they go. Like, if they get through the Rockets, I guess the Clippers would be tough. The Clippers would be a tough matchup. You guess it'll be tough? (laughs) Come on, I don't know. There's something up with the Clippers right now. That team seems like they hate each other. I would think the Celtics and the the Heat, just because of their perimeter players and how I think the Lakers, one of the weaknesses is perimeter defense, and those matchups could be problematic. But I don't yeah, think the Lakers again to the NBA Finals anyway, so it's not a, it's not an issue for me. Yeah, I agree. Celtic, like if Hayward comes back, and they can just keep putting scores out there, I. I but that they blew the lead they had, man. They yeah, no. they were in good shape. Three yeah, that, that should have been the series should have been over already. Yeah, yeah it should have been. They, they, you know? they fucked up. They fucked up. They they gave Toronto, and then Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They may have forgotten how to shoot three pointers. Jalen Brown literally was just chucking up shots last game. Jaylen. Yeah, because I like I think the Heat will be there, and I think the Celtics can beat the Heat, yeah. but I think. I don't. I think the Raptors probably beat the Heat as well. I don't know if I would have the Heat in the finals. Yeah, but I don't. That, again, that's part. We'll see. I don't think you can get. I think like like we said, can Jimmy be the number one on a title team? I I think at some point that just kind of runs out. You know. Like, yeah, like, like I, I would still pick either whoever. I'll pick whoever came out of the West over probably whoever came out. Like I think it's going to be one of Lakers Clippers. Whoever comes out of that. I think it's going to win it all. No, every NBA championship team except for like the 2011 Mavs or whatever what it was has two superstars on them. So yeah. pick the teams that have two superstar players on them. Lakers, Clippers. You Can you go Celtics? I mean, Kemba's not a superstar. I mean, Tatum That's what is. I don't Raptors don't have any superstars. The, the East so, doesn't I mean, have getting, It's dwindling real period. quick. The, yeah. the East superstars I, are Do the Clippers play. have two superstars? You're not considering Paul George a oh, borderline superstar? here we go. Uh, Landry Shaman. I, I mean, like, he's not A, he's not A level, but is he A minus? That's a, he, Paul George is a star. That's what, see, that's what I would say Siakam, because he showed last year he can be the, if he's the second star, you can win a champ. I, would that's why I'd say. Pascal Siakam, like a B plus level. People figured out that spin move, Trill. Hey, they did, but here's the thing. Last year, he'd be like, that didn't work. I'm going to pass to Kawhi Leonard. If he has, if he's the second of the superstar, you oh, can I forgot, win a I forgot the Raptors last year, one superstar. Yeah, so two teams in the last decade that have had, you know, one, only one superstar and won a championship. Tyler, did you get in on the playoff P slander? Were you, were you engaged I, in that? I was until, <laughs> like, he came out. Like, I, I really do think, like, just being in that bubble has have taken a mental toll on some of those guys. So, I, like, after that, I didn't want to clown him. Like, I, he said he... <laughs> You know, went to the the health professional, and like, I I believe him, man. Like, those guys are used to like basically doing whatever they want since they were yeah. like sixteen, Charles and Martin. now it's like, okay, yeah, you can go fish every day. It's like I could have went fish every, like every day before. Like, I like being around my teammates twice a week, not twenty four hours of every single That's day. True. That's true. It must be yeah, very so frustrating I'm, though when you have insane amounts of discretionary income and you can't use it. You can't use it at all, man. Like, I hope they let them gamble in there. That probably. Oh, you know that's going on. Come on. I'll just say, say let them gamble. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's definitely. There's. Is there there's some, some dice high games? Is there dice some games going on in some hotel rooms? It's got to be. I, I refuse <laughs> to believe that many players are together and the, the deck of cards and hundreds of thousands of dollars didn't come out. <laughs> I, who, who would it be our bet to lose the most money gambling in the bubble? Dwight Howard. Yeah, Dwight. Why Dwight? Because he's made enough to where he's like, I can afford it, which, I mean, he can. And two, he seemed, he just, I just get the vibe. He just does not know when to walk away. It's like, <laughs> Dwight, you're getting your head bashed in, man. He's like, no, 
I'm just getting hot. Like, uh, <laughs> next, next, deal me in. I, and Lou Will could be. I could. I, well, I could see Lou Will hustling probably a good no, amount of yeah, people Lou out of their own money. Oh, wait, Lou and, Will's only played in good cities. Like he, he's even he took <laughs> money and card games from the best of them. Um, I agree with you guys. I think Lakers probably. I mean, the Lakers really, if you think about it, have only struggled in like one to two games that they played. Game one of each series. They haven't looked that great, but they've looked better than kind of every other team. Like the Bucks have looked awful, obviously. The Heat have looked good. But the Celtics and Raptors are back to, to struggling. Um, going to NFL, obviously. NFL starting this week. Truly, is there going to be a more absurd NFL season than this season? Yeah, I almost don't even believe it's going to happen. But it it's definitely going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I might, I might, I might uh, draw back on my initial stance that the NFL season wasn't going to happen. Bro, they don't give a fuck. Wait, wait, you're taking it back? You're taking it back, pal? I'm not taking it back. I I still have a little bit confidence, you know, maybe it ends week 10, too many cases, but. You're pushing it back, though. I'm pushing it back. This man, Zion was like, week four, they're done. This man was ready to cancel the NFL season a month ago. (laughs) It should be, I wish they would not do it, but they're going to Really? Really? Yeah. Why? You just don't think I, it's it, safe? It there's no way it's safe. There if you just look and I know they'll they'll cut it back. They're legit what 150 people on each sideline at the NFL mm-hmm. game. Like legitimately. Give or take. Between yeah. trainers, camera people, like security, all that. And they'll cut that back. Those security the chain gang, those dudes old, man. And like you know what I'm saying? They can't be out here getting the Rona. Like that might be it. You got old like these coaches are old. Bill Belichick they, they sleep on cots for, for five hours. Bruce Arians is old as fuck. Bruce yeah, Arians, like some Bruce Bruce Arians beat cancer, right? Like he should yes, be his yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? He, yeah. Here's he the thing: Tom Brady's him, old as fuck. Tom Brady's right. old. <laughs> Tom catching, the, yeah. He was out there uh, playing football in the park <laughs> and pushing. Tom Brady's been pushing his. TB12 I'm sure he's got seed. probiotics that will defeat the coronavirus nah, he, somewhere. The TB12. Yeah, he eat a tomato every morning. Exactly, yeah. Some <laughs> strawberry ice cream will knock it out for you. My thing is, when I saw the Kirk Cousins quotes, I was like, all right, these motherfuckers are going to eat coronavirus and not give a fuck. Yeah. yeah that's, and you got to think, Kirk Cousins is set. Like, he's made quarterback money. Oh, he's guaranteed. He's saying contract if I, was guaranteed. <laughs> oh yeah, his last guaranteed. Two, yeah. So if he's like, if I die, I die. It's people out there that think like that that have not made like ninety million guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> For real though. Like, like there's like the third string tackle on the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, like give me Rona, I don't care. Yeah, no, like I might die. Like, <laughs> and, and my favorite thing was when they announced the 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 advisory board for Goodell and it was like Bill Polian and like Troy like Troy Vincent and shit. Hmm. Not one scientist or doctor was on it. That's another <laughs> yeah. another point to me. I was like, these they don't give a fuck. They are playing. <laughs> Bill Polian like it reminds me of what what was your tweet? The Giants the Dr. trainer Bill tweet. Polian, yeah. Uh, was, <laughs> the the it, Giants uh, trainer. John Johnson, the old he's been like the Giants <laughs> trainer since like 1941. Yeah. So Is John Johnson out on the field? <laughs> Oh, is that a bag of peas he's got for that elbow? Yeah. You can track the Rona this year in the NFL, just rub some dirt on it. Yeah, take some tussing. 
Like, will we be will we be surprised if an NFL player tried to somehow hide that they had Rona to play? I wouldn't. Listen, not a player. Oh. I think if the a quarterback catches coronavirus, of course I, they're hiding that shit. I think the league is hiding the cases right now. There is no I, way there. I agree. There's like really. Three cases. I don't. No I, I just don't understand. I just don't. How could they hide them? That's what I don't get. They just keep them. You throw them, the like, test away. Who, who's taking the test? The the NFL <laughs> doctors are giving the test. I'm guessing, right? Yeah. Doctor Bill Polian is giving these tests. <laughs> So if it's positive, Dr. Bill Polian probably throws it out. <laughs> like think if Pat Mahomes catches Corona, working. they're, they're going to be, uh, yeah, uh, you know, right. in a, a yeah. key game late in the season. No, I mean, ba- I mean baseball's had positive cases. They've, they've made it through. Do we think that, what do we, we think baseball's cooking the books? But, well, they shut teams down for entire, for two yeah, weeks. Yeah, yeah. So they're, yeah, they're taking a little more seriously than the NFL. Two people might touch the ball. Like the defense has the ball in baseball. You might yeah. not touch the ball all game. Yeah. Football. Nine people might touch the ball like on the first drive. No, if you in a fumble, bro, everybody yeah, and one yeah, person like you, you right. in a fumble and one person got rotated the whole kick return. Whole... Come on, man. Every single play, there's like five guys practically making out on the line of scrimmage. <laughs> yeah, punt return. Come on, man. And then you go back, you slap high five to everybody, you argue with the referee. The referee get it. Uh... <laughs> it's it's gonna be very interesting. Do you have are there any it, it, Assuming assuming they play and get through, are there any storylines that you find super ridiculous going into this? Into this, I find that everybody loves Cam Newton now that he's with Bill Belichick. Whoa, People whoa, fucking whoa, whoa. no one gave this man a job fucking six oh, months ago. Oh. Now now he's a fucking MVP again because Bill Belichick got him, huh? <laughs> I want to now. What's the? I want to hear his objective. Oh oh, I, I was saying everybody <laughs> loves Cam Newton. Like I'm, personally, I think everybody loved Cam Newton before. Just like. I guess the older white generation maybe didn't love Cam Newton. Bro, he's got <laughs> NFL point. teams ain't love Cam Newton. The Bears yeah, are right. the That's Bears true. are willingly starting Mitch Trubisky next week, y'all. That's true. That's and true. traded for Nick Folt. Like that's that's cat. So I'm looking forward to that because I I said it when it happened. I was like, if he succeeds, it'll be now Belichick. Man, he just put he just, he can make anybody work. And if he fails, it'll be Cam is done. Cam is washed up. The only thing I really I just want to watch Patrick Mahomes more. I think he's legit the best football player I've ever seen. And I just want to mm. keep watching him in his prime. I agree. That's good. Do you have Tyler, my bad. Do you have an NFL team or, or do you did I miss that? Nah, I I used to be a Bengals fan and then I quit the Bengals. So that's what I man. thought. That's probably yeah, a good decision. I gave him up. Yeah, it was Very a great decision. decision. When did you give up on the Bengals? It was whatever year it was where they um where they lost, they blew the game in the the Steelers, when bon- Andy Dalton didn't play, Vontae bon- is birth- he went crazy. Yeah, when he knocked Antonio Brown silly, when they went through all that, I was like, this team is never going to win. And I, I, watched I haven't that, for him since. I watched that playoff game, and I was like, there's literally nothing like the NFL in America watching this game. Yeah. Like, the absurdity of what pro football is in America was, like, on full display that, that football game. Yeah, and I was like, this, it's just one of those things – like the very first Bengals playoff game I watched was the, when Carson Palmer got hurt, and I was like, I absolutely think in a different universe, that was some that was a Bengals fan walking out. That was his or her last strike. And me watching them lose that game, I was like, that like that don't happen to the Patriots. Like that don't happen to a well-ran organization. That don't have, the Saints don't lose games like that. Like they now the Saints lose some cripplers, like no, some crushing. They wait, but it the, ain't the Saints. The Saints wait until the playoffs to lose their. their yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and even then, they got a, a ring. Like you take it, yeah. you get the ring out of the way early, and it's like decent organizations don't. This only happens to the Bengals. Why would I keep rooting for them? 
I can't wait. I hope Breeze struggles a little bit, and I hope that fan base starts calling for Jameis to start. That's my hope. Nah, they got uh, Taysom. Taysom Hill. He's he the next Lamar Jackson. Yeah, they called him Lamar Jackson. <laughs> one, person called, <laughs> one person called him the next Lamar Jackson. Some are calling him the next Lamar Jackson. I, I want to see if Lamar Jackson can uh, ever win a playoff game. You think he's going to win a playoff game, Zion? I, I think. He got, as he has a Lamar Jackson yeah, you know, jersey on. You know, I think I think I think he'll get one this year. I don't think he'll I don't think he's gonna make it to the Super Bowl because you can't run through Pat Mahomes. You just not gonna beat him. But like he'll go a little further this year. If he if he loses this one, Bill Polian, he might just like off himself because Doctor Bill Polian, Doctor Bill Polian <laughs> might just like he, the enjoyment of his life would be peaked if if Lamar Jackson if Lamar Jackson struggles this year, it's gonna be the most annoying thing to watch in the NFL because people will still. Call him a one-hit wonder, even though it happened twice. They'll still, they'll somehow say it's a one-hit wonder. And, and, and if I, your one hit is an MVP, please give me a one-hit wonder. <laughs> As a Browns fan, I've been begging for a one-hit wonder. Yeah, I would like, love a one-hit wonder. We we can't even look. Like I looked at the standings, the Browns can't. The Jackson that the the Jacksonville Jaguars blowing up their team made me realize that the Browns haven't even been able to do what the Jacksonville Jaguars have done. They fucking suck. But they had one year where they were good. We can't even do that. And I think uh, Brown's gonna be all right this year. I think last year Don't was me, was premature. I mean, when I say all right, I mean like like nine and seven, like maybe a wild card. That's that's, that's, that's a parade in the city. We won't get an eight. You, you an like eight. Baker? I do like Baker. Oh, I do man. like Baker. Does he? Don't get him started, please. Does he? I do. I'm so pot committed. I have to. I can't go back on it now. I'm pot committed. I'm pot committed. I can't go back on. If he sucks this year, then I have to reevaluate my my life. But I mean, we'll we'll, we'll get man there. Man, we'll Odell, there. he has the, this, the weapons he has <laughs> this year, bro. That man got you, weapons you, on top of weapons. Zion, you're a Giants fan. You had Odell too and didn't do shit. I don't want to hear. We it. made it to the playoffs once. <laughs> we made it to the playoffs. bro. We won two Super Bowls uh, recently. Odell still, wasn't so there. Like, Odell wasn't there. It doesn't matter. I don't want to hear about it. Tyler, anything else you want to add? Let the people know who are listening. I'm sure. But let them know where they can listen to you and everything. We're going to put your Patreon in the description, too. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, just patreon.com slash Tyler I am. Uh, Twitch, if you're on the Twitch, Tyler I am. Doing some work, as you mentioned earlier, with the uh, NBA retired players. We do a Legends Live. We interview a legend every Thursday, 5 p.m. So last week, we talked to uh, uh, Vernon Maxwell. And Ooh. I just asked him why he hated Utah. <laughs> and he... He did not disappoint. He did not disappoint. He, he's, we can imagine. Yeah, we can use our imagination on that one. Easily one of the most underrated Twitter followers in the NBA Twitter world. He, he, yeah, he's one of. He just gets it. He knows, <laughs> like the line. He knows how to tow it, and he just does not stop giving Utah hell ever. It's so good, Tyler. We appreciate you joining us. I will uh, say because because Tyler did quote this tweet. Uh, I, re- I remember because um, I retweeted it. The Cam Newton, uh, Kirk Franklin. The Patriots are going fourteen and two. Yeah, they are going fourteen and two. If he healthy and happy, they gonna be tough. <laughs> he dancing already. Yeah, they yeah they they ready. Yeah, uh, we'll see on that. I bet the Patriots uh, under on wins before they sign Cam Newton. So I hope you know that maybe they don't. But you people lose money every day, I guess. Uh, Tyler, we appreciate you joining us, man. Uh, we wish you nothing but future success. Appreciate you guys. Thank you all for having me. All right. Thank you, Tyler. Sure. No problem. Thanks, guys. Uh, shout out to Tyler coming through. Uh, been wanting to have him, have him on the pod for a while. Uh, he's doing some great stuff on his own. So everybody, go check that out. You know, 
Uh, link to his Patreon is in our description. So, you know, go give Tyler some support. Another fun episode. We have much more coming in the weeks, including second episode this Thursday. Brand new second episode where it's going to be NFL picks, NBA picks, and your fan calls. So make sure you call in. Let us know all your hot takes. Uh, the phone line has been literally more obscure than I could even imagine. We have people calling in about everything. So get in on that. We're going to feature a bunch of calls. Uh, so do that. We appreciate you guys. Until we see you on Thursday, we love you all. Have a good week. Special thanks to our producer, Josh Dodd, our associate producer and sound engineer, Jasmine Plata, our production manager, Chancel Correa, our talent booker, Shanice Kelman, who gets us all our great guests, our director of talent relations, Kristen Price-Harrell, who also gets us a great guest, our senior director of operations, Jen Stewart. Shout out to the main man in charge, our GM, Donnie Kwok. This is a production of Complex Networks. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.